or its sponsors. Live from the Robinson Auto Group Studios in the heart of the Ohio Valley, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Yeah, it's a good day for singing a song, and it's a good, good day for moving along. Yeah, it's a good day. How can anything go wrong? Good day from morning till night. Well, good morning, Grand Valley. Here we go again. Another swing and soiree here on the Watchdog Radio Network. It's the Watchdog Morning Show, 709, nine minutes after the hour. A clear but cold morning again. 34, a little bit warmer, though, in the last couple of days, but 34 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 28 at the Highlands, 20 in Elm Grove, 33 here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studios. Going to be sunny, a high of 54 today. Some rain comes in tomorrow and Friday, and we'll stay in the 50s for the uh, next couple of days, then drop down into the 40s over the weekend. Welcome to the gig. If you want to be part of it, you know what to do. Use the Frio Stack auction service phone line. 304-232-8255, 304-232-TALK, or Friostack, auction service text line, 304-214-1600. And you can join us. I'm Howard Monroe, and across the board from me here is uh, Mr. Lucky, Genie. He's the genie of the day. Uh, not not I, that lucky. If, if I, if I, I don't want to rub you, but like if I rub you, can my <laughs> come wishes, on and rub me? Can my wishes come true too? You've been having your wishes. Man, come I got to be real careful, but I got them backwards. And tonight is Wednesday. That means it's Powerball night, Howard. I got to try to channel these, this vision, these powers, because if you, if you all know, uh, battling this, it's the blower. My heater works fine, but uh, my blower, it must be a loose connection, or I don't think it's a short. This morning, I think I would. I, what Howard's getting to, I I wasted another wish because it was so cold this morning, and I was starting to scrape. I said, "Oh man, I wish this blower would would, would come on." <laughs> there it is, Howard. So I had a pretty pleasant driving this morning, but I think I wasted another wish. I got to be careful. Howard. I don't know if your wishes are like you know from the Aladdin and the genie. You only have three wishes, but you you've had two, and two of them have been for the blower. To I work. wasted on my blower, yes, but so, I but I'm warmer. But uh, I, I got to quit wasting these wishes. You might want to stop and think of more of a long term wish. You know, yes. I'm, I'm not sure what it is. Maybe they said maybe the Powerball tonight. Think Wednesday, about that. Yes, think Powerball. I'm trying to get the vibe. Don't Howard. say the words out loud no, until you're no. sure you're sure that's what you want to do. What are we going to do today here on the Watchdog Morning Show? Senator Manchin is not running for re-election, of course, for president or for his own office. And so what's he going to do? Well, he does join us today, and we'll talk about that. What does he intend to do now that he's got no political plans in the future? And what does he intend to do in those last few months in the Senate? Hoppy kind of implied yesterday that he thought maybe Manchin was like, yeah, I give up. <laughs> They'll just kind of ride it out. Or will Manchin dig in and have a couple of pet projects. We'll talk to him this morning in the 8 o'clock hour of the show. Changes at the top of Wheeling University. President Favid is suspended, and a new interim chief operating officer is named. We'll look at what we know, and frankly, what we know is not a whole lot. You can speculate, and some folks did. A couple of the news stories speculated. A lot of people on social media speculating, but really have not gotten much information out of the university in terms of what happened. Well, Was you surprised? Um, yes, I, I didn't see it coming. If that's the question you, you you're asking me, uh, there have been a lot of problems there. I, you know, I, I didn't realize that it was to, to the level the board was thinking about making a change, but um, 
And again, I, Hoppy just texted me, what's going on at Wheeler University? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll speculate a bit, and it's not wild speculation. It's been printed in the papers and so on. Um, clearly losing the race with the GOP nomination, Nikki Haley says she's not quitting. She's hanging in. She's going to hang in all the way, she says. I want to talk about why I think that's a pretty smart move on her part, uh, if she can afford it. Bob, <clears throat> gird your loins, as they say. Our friends in the Elm Grove area better be prepared. We have talked about it. I looked at the story says since 2021. So we've been talking about it for the last three years, according to uh, the Morning Intel today, beginning in just a couple of weeks. They're going to start the main work on the Hump Bridge, the Stone Bridge, the Arch Bridge, the bridge between Elm Grove and Monument Place area up towards McDonald's, that bridge, the great big Hump Bridge. They're going to start work on that, and they're going to shut that darn bridge down for the rest of the year. Yeah, that's what the scary part is. It's got to go all the way to the uh, to next year, and uh, that's going to impact every person oh. who works or lives in Elm Grove. And it's going to impact some of us uh, that live over on Lumber or Overbrook Avenue probably the worst. We'll talk about what the what the recommended uh, detour is, but it's not what people are going to do. Uh, we'll talk about this coming up a little bit later on this morning. Local county commissioners are now responding to those problems with state assessments on gas income that have led to a big drop in estimated revenue. Uh, Stephen Adams did a great piece on this a couple of days ago in the Intel. He was with us to talk about it. I I'm still trying to figure out exactly what's going on, but here's what I know. Counties are saying, We'll just eat the revenue. They're going to lose, uh, Tyler County going to lose $15 million estimated revenue. Marshall County going to lose $5 million estimated revenue. County commissioners are saying, we'll eat it, we'll lose it, because otherwise we'll have to make our taxpayers pay. It's not their fault. It's the state's fault. And the legislature this week, given a chance to fix that formula, said, nah, we'll just leave it the way it is. So, Who are these big shots? Yeah, so... I, I, I don't know who they are, but I'll tell you what they are. In the pocket of the big gas industry. Sounds like it to me. So we've got all of that coming up this morning. <coughs> Pardon me. Anywhere along the way you want to join us, 304-214-1600. 304-214-1600. Now, uh, a couple of quick uh, non-serious things. Well, it's very serious to me. I didn't get the two-hour lobster meal. They rejected your application. <laughs> well, by the time I got you know, your, your I kept, reputation, I kept check. Told you yesterday that Red Lobster had announced that yesterday they were going to start some kind of a campaign where you could register, and there were only going to be 150 people across the country. So you knew what are the odds of that? You, literally, you got better odds of winning the Powerball. I should have asked you to wish for this for me. I should have asked you to wish for me. Uh, but uh, there, 150 people were going to get a two-hour sitting at Red Lobster for all the lobster you can eat in two hours. And I waited all day long. I kept checking the social media pages, checking the social media. I just kept saying, you know, details coming soon, details coming soon, details coming soon, details coming soon. And then finally it had changed and it said, we're so sorry. But all of the endless lobster experiences have been already claimed. But still come out and enjoy your love of all things lobster at Red Lobster. Son of a gun. So I missed out on my two. Uh, now, as I said yesterday, I don't know that I could have eaten Two hours of, the, of lobster, but I'd like to take a stab at it. I would have enjoyed having a, a, that time. But anyway, so that's the case. The other thing, um, did you see NCIS last night? 
No, Howard, I uh, I was distracted at home. Uh, we had a, a, an emergency there on Overbrook Avenue that some of the neighbors had to rally and, and, and help with, but I did not. Uh, Nancy and I did watch it. We were gonna, I told you we are going to watch it. It's the Ducky tribute. The, the, the David McCallum died last year, and they did a tribute to Dr. Mallard on the show, and I was looking forward to it. NCIS is one of our favorite shows. It's not as good anywhere near as good as it used to be, but still it's one of my favorite shows. Um, so we went to watch it on Monday Night Live, but then Nancy got a phone call, and I refused to watch it if we couldn't watch it beginning to end. So last night we did watch it beginning to end. It was a nice tribute to Ducky, you know. Uh, it was a quiet show. There was a there was a there was a, a, a crime story that was solved just like always, but it involved Ducky. It was Ducky's last crime case, and um, and then they had you know the funeral, the eulogy for Ducky. A very Sad, you know, kind of, kind of thing. But uh, Gibbs is way too busy in Alaska to make it. Yeah, you know, uh, Gibbs, uh, Jeff, uh, Leroy Jethro Gibbs did not make it. He showed up in a couple of clips, flashback clips from, which is what a lot of this was. It's a lot of this was a flashback episode. They all were remembering episodes of Ducky, and Gibbs was there in the flashback episode, and we saw a uh, a package he sent from Alaska. Uh, inside it was a picture of Ducky and McGee and uh, and Gibbs, and we looked at that. But but uh, Gibbs was not there. Mark Harmon did not show up for that. Final scene, as one of our listeners said yesterday, big surprise at the end. Final scene, uh, Jimmy Palmer, who was the focus of this episode. Just I hope I'm not spoiling it for people, but um, so he's you know he's down in the autopsy room. He's just about ready to turn off the lights and a final farewell in his own mind to, to uh, Doctor Mallard. And uh, you hear a voice from the doorway saying, hello, autopsy gremlin, which, of course, was Denoso's old phrase. And um, Michael Weatherly, the actor who plays Denoso, came in for a final scene. Touching scene, good scene. Sounds warm and fuzzy. It was, it was warm and fuzzy. And, 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 and here's part of what I don't know if there's a reason for it. Gibbs was already looking very, very old. Mark Harmon, let me put it that way. Mark Harmon was looking very old the last couple of seasons. Denoso looked hale and hearty. I think maybe if Gibbs had shown up, you would have seen a... You, you could have noticed the difference. I'm talking about just the, the people, the actors. You know, Mark Harmon just is just, just older and frailer than he was in his prime. But Denozo looked good. Uh, and so it was a nice episode. I mean, and I, I'm a huge fan of Ducky, as I said this week. Uh, I always was a big fan of David McCollum back in the heyday when Man From U.N.C.L.E. was the big TV show. We would play Man From U.N.C.L.E. in our neighborhood, and I was always Ilya Kiriakin. So... Um, Good, good episode. I recommend you watch it. But no Gibbs. No Gibbs. Um, which now makes me wonder, will he ever come back? The door is supposedly open that someday he could come back. But I just, I don't, I don't know if Gibbs will come back anymore ever or not. Well, it's all about the ratings, Howard. I would think if, if they know whatever episode, that's it. We're going to go out with this episode, I would have to say. I don't know about Ziva because, you know, Ziva, I don't think, talk about looking rough. She, Ziva looks nothing like she did, you know, what episode, I, her, uh, season three, I think was the first. Oh, oh nothing like that. No, no, but we, who does? Right. I mean, that was a long was time ago. ago. Yes, <laughs> be clear, that was 20 years long, ago. Long, long time ago. Um, Ziva not there. Ziva, I don't think, was even referenced. Um, Abby sent a, a bouquet of dead flowers. Typical, you know, Abby. <laughs> so, but she wasn't there either. But, but she was at least referenced in the show. I would have to say, Howard, if I had to, if you said, Bob, uh, pick your favorite NCIS character, it's it's, it's got to be Ziva. 
It, was, it's got to be. I mean, I'm a Mike. Uh, what I talk about Mike him Franks. Mike, Mike Franks, Franks guy too, but he wasn't on nearly as much as Ziva. I really thought she gave that show just a tremendous boost after the character of Kate was killed. Well, we've talked about it uh, before. I think that um, it they hit when it was Ziva Dinozo. Right before Rocky Carroll took over, when uh, uh, I can't think of her name, um, she played Jenny. I think Jenny Shepard was the yeah, character's yeah. name. When they were all there in that those two or three seasons together, that was miss it. Yeah, that was that just, was far and away the pinnacle. The writing was great. Uh, the characters yeah. were really hitting their stride. You're right, Howard. Well, and you know, I like the whole thing when Gibbs would go back and bring his daddy in occasionally. It. That, that was it. good, also. They did. They they really Daddy knew, Walton. They really knew how to do a. Um, a memory show, a flashback show, you know, uh, taking it back, you know, just little clips of his childhood and little remembrances of his ex-wife Shannon, his dead wife Shannon, and they were really, uh, really I liked good his dad. His yeah. dad was, yeah. And, and you know what that show experience was? I think what all shows want to experience. It just got so old, and and, and the characters started dying off in real life. And I'll be real honest with you. I'm I don't want to be a critic, but I will be a critic. You said it a minute ago. I just don't think the writing is the same as it was. It, the 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 writing was sharp in in the heyday again the the, the Jenny Shepherd day to, to call it an era, in that the writing was sharp and fast and clicked and the characters all w w clicked together, well, you know they have tried to replace the characters one by one and and they they kind of have but I don't think the writing is as good I don't think the stories are as good, um, but I watch it and I still watch it and, uh, and again last night's episode with Ducky was. And that, that's the end of the uh, original cast. I mean, Ducky was the last of the original cast because McGee. Wow, yeah, he came a little later. McGee, who was there, he didn't come in until like three or four episodes into the season one. So I was it the last. So of, very good, Howard. Yeah, that yeah, is kind of sad. Yeah, so. uh, they're all gone. Make sure to watch it. All right, it's not the most important story of the day, but it's just a little something that's in my mind this morning. Important to you, Howard Monroe. It is. 722, 22 after the hour. I'll tell you what else is important. How am I going to get home? When the bridge is closed in Elm Grove. We'll talk about that and more on local news coming up next on the Watchdog Morning Show. Need a new suit? Looking for a good book? Searching for a unique gift? The Ohio Valley's premier shopping choice is the Highlands. Find jewelry, hot new tech, arts and crafts, over two dozen stores to visit. From Walmart and Target to Cabela's, Menards, Kohl's, and Old Navy. Plan a day out of shopping, dining, and entertainment at the Highlands. At the top of the hill off I-70. See it all online at hitthehighlands.com. the heart of Ohio County, there's a leader who stands out from the rest. John Haglock, a dedicated public servant with a passion for keeping our community safe. With over 30 years of law enforcement experience, John Haglock is a seasoned professional who knows how to keep our community safe. John is not just a law enforcement veteran, he's a proud United States Army veteran, dedicated to the principles of duty, honor, and service to our great nation. John has also been a recipient of several prestigious awards, including the West Virginia Prevention Resource Officer of the Year and the U.S. Attorney Champion for Children Award. Vote for experience, dedication, and a leader committed to serving the residents of Ohio County. Vote John Haglock for Sheriff. This advertisement was paid for by the committee to elect John Haglock Sheriff David F. Cross Treasurer. 
Judge Ron Wilson was born and raised his family here in West Virginia. He is the most experienced judge in our mountain state. During his years serving the citizens of Hancock, Brook, and Ohio counties, Judge Wilson was selected to sit on the Supreme Court, was voted Judge of the Year, and was selected in 2023 for judicial excellence. Let's keep Judge Ron Wilson. I'm Judge Ron Wilson, and I respectfully ask for your vote. Paid for by the committee to keep Ron Wilson judge. Are you traveling? Working a little bit too much? Is your fur baby starting to get a little shaggy? Let Dirty Paws be your one-stop shop for all of your pet care needs. Stop in and see us at 202 18th Street or give us a call at 304-639-7754 to schedule your appointments for dog grooming, doggy daycare, and dog boarding today. He has his say, you can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Twenty-five, twenty-five after the hour. Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, I guess the big local story, a couple of them, but uh, I suppose the big local story yesterday people were buzzing about during the afternoon was uh, Wheeling University suspended President Ginny Favid um, with pay. So she suspended, suspended with pay by the Board of Trustees. Diana Vargo, the former superintendent of schools in Ohio County, who has been a vice president for something or another at the university since she left the Ohio County School System. Uh, was named the chief operating officer, and she'll be working with the board. According to the board's statement, uh, she will serve as the interim chief operating officer and will work directly with the board to develop a plan for moving forward. Uh, the question I've been asked during the day yesterday, again, Hoppy just texted me this morning, what's going on out there? I don't really know. Uh, it is noted in one of the news stories that Wheeling University recently had a series of campus building issues, water and pipe problems. Students had to be relocated. They've had some some difficulty there. Uh, I think they have. I think they've struggled to sort of find their place ever since they dropped the Jesuit and since Favitt has been there. And so, uh, but I, I'm not exactly sure what what. It sounds to me like it was a compilation of a number of things have all come together to them for the board to decide that. Jenny Favitt wasn't just just wasn't the person for the job. Now, it's interesting. She was suspended with pay. When I first heard that, I thought, okay, that means that they're going to review this and maybe she would come back. But then when I read the statement that said Diana Vargo will uh, work with the board to develop the plan for moving forward, that sounds like a more permanent thing. You and I both pointed the finger at Youngstown University for for going out <clears throat> and, and hiring uh, Congressman uh, Johnson because we both said he, he had no educational background. Did Jenny Favitt have any sort of educational background, Howard? You, you, no. She's, she, uh, to the best of my knowledge, she'd never been involved in academia. She had been a Marshall, uh, not Marshall, she'd been a Belmont County Commissioner. She had run um, Project Best, and then she got into, into this job. Remember, she was on our show, and I asked her, why'd you do it? She said, well, the bishop asked me. When the bishop asked you, uh, you'd do it. Um, as with Johnson, the question of, of working in academia is important, but uh, the broader question is working as an administrator of a larger institution. You know, 
it's just it's not easy to, to manage a large institution. And Jenny, Jenny Favitt did not go in with that kind of background. Smart woman. Certainly can pick it up, can learn it. I, I've known folks who, you know, stepped into a position they haven't had any background in and learned it. But um, I don't know. I, 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 I think the part of the problem, I think, is that Wheeling University is a university. They're still struggling to find out exactly who they are and how they're going to move forward. I mean, you know, they're, it's not what it used to be. Uh, they have managed to make some success in their – they put the sporting teams together, and that's turned out to be semi-successful. But uh, I, but I, the answer to the question, I, 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 just, I just plain don't know. I, I, I don't know uh, exactly what happened there. I, I'm sure that we will find out more. Um, the reporters like uh, Eric Ayers or Derek Red, the Intel or McCabe himself, will probably be digging around and asking some questions today to try and find out more. But this sounds to me, again, I, suspended with pay sounds like maybe Favid would come back, but Dr. Varga will serve as uh, working directly with the board to develop a plan for moving forward. Sounds to me like um, they're, they're moving on. Yeah, and I'm confused on this stuff. So if, if you're cutting the ties, why would you keep on paying them? Legal reasons? I mean, I'm, that's a question mark there. Uh, you know, legal reasons? Um do they need to go through some kind of a process before they actually terminate? Well, I've been fired before, Howard. Nobody went through that yeah, with me. You, Get out! I, generally speaking, <laughs> I assume you, you work without contract. Yes. Yeah, and most people in West Virginia work at will. Um, so, so what you're speculating, still under contract, fired, so they're handling it very I, gently. It's a, it is a 100% guess, 100% guess. But I think that's it. I, I think they're tiptoeing into it. You know, I can picture the board meeting. Look, this can't go on. We got to get her out of. I'm, I'm just speculating. This can't go on. We we got to remove her from being in charge. All right. Well, let's suspend her with pay until we can figure the whole thing out. It's my guess. It is 100% of a guess. I do not know. Um, we will find out. I am sure a lot more <clears throat> as time goes by. Um, three zero four two one four sixteen hundred. Good morning, Mr. Monroe and powerful Pierre. Good morning. Wheeling University Board asked her to resign. She refused. They'll pay her under her contract. She's not coming back. Well, that I mean, that that's, I don't know about the she refused part, but I think that's it. She's got a contract, and they've got to be careful about, you know, I mean, I'm sure the contract only calls for being fired for, I don't know what, gross negligence or um, bringing shame to the university or whatever. They may feel like there's, the, she just didn't do her job, but not enough to, so that, that makes sense that she's under, under contract. Um, let's see. Frio Stack Auction Service text line 304-214-1600. <laughs> Does she have to return the big SUV she drives with the Wheeling University logo on it? Well, I'm guessing the answer to that probably if you're driving a uh, – I used to drive a company car, and uh, when I was gone from the company, so was the car. So I can – Maybe can, they'll just make her take the logo off. Yes, Howard. maybe. I don't yeah, – I'm, I'm guessing. I, I I assume it is a it is a company car. Um, trust me on this. Uh, Jenny Favre will be in the news more in the coming weeks. Hmm. All right. Implication there. More to the story. More's coming, know. Howard. More's coming. And I, I I'll be as honest as I can be. I don't have any idea. I don't know. We will I have, I have to not wait heard rumors. I mean, I have not heard rumors other than the university has had a lot of you know just just troubles. Um, but I haven't heard any kind of rumors, but I don't know. We'll see.
You all seem to have some thoughts on it, at least, and you're texting us, and that's fine, 304-214-1600. I like Jenny Fab. I always did. Um, going back to the days, I knew her fairly well when she was, Mar I keep saying Marshall County, when she was a Belmont County commissioner, I knew her fairly well. Um, dealt with her, a, we dealt with her a little bit at Wheeling University. Um, when she first went, came on board, I talked to her more, and then she was not as available much of the time after that. But anyways, that's the big story of the day, and I'm sure, uh, oh, we don't have Taylor yet. Okay. So we'll, I'll have to check. We'll have to. I'm glad you told me. I, I, just, I had my finger on the button. Howard. It just reminded me. I need to double check that unless uh, uh, unless Taylor has shown up here or, or Rebecca has shown up here in the last 15 or 20 minutes. We don't have uh, the Ohio Valley News from WTRF TV. So let's take care of some business. I will check to see if we have a newscast for you in a minute or two. A, a slider on sports coming up. And so is um, uh, Adam Fike from the Big Seven. And then Senator Manchin is uh, scheduled to join us uh, this morning. And um, what should we ask? What what is the, what is the big question now? What are you gonna do now? Yeah, what's next? Just retirement sounds like we heard John Hoppy sound like you're gonna take it easy. That kind of surprised us. Are we, you? We didn't think word, you were ready to take it easy yet. Are you? In the words of one of our texters, just tuckered out. All you know, tuckered out. All tuckered out. Uh, but we'll see. 7.33, 27 to the hour, Watchdog Morning Show. Save big money on your next painting project now at Menards. Style your home with Pittsburgh Paints and Stains Ultra Interior Paint and Primer. It provides good coverage and a durable, washable finish that's easy to clean. It's perfect for any interior project. Get a gallon of Ultra Interior Paint starting at $9.97 after $10 rebate. Good through February 21st. Savings are a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Is your business protected from cyber threats? In today's world, it's more important than ever to have a cybersecurity plan in place. But with so many different solutions out there, it can be hard to know where to start. That's where Omni Strategic Technologies comes in. We're a technology support firm with a strong focus on cybersecurity. We have a team of local experts who can help you assess your risks, develop a plan, and implement the right tools to serve and protect your business. If you want to get serious about cybersecurity, choose Omni Strategic Technologies for the peace of mind knowing that your business is protected and prepared. My name is Mike Campsey. I am an interventional cardiologist and the chief of cardiology at Wheeling Hospital. I think the value of HVI in this region is tremendous. We offer such a wide spectrum of services from prevention to intervention. We're going to get the patient in as quickly as possible. That's the most tremendous benefit to the patients in this region is we, we're here 24-7. We're available to see somebody. What our children believe is just as important as what they know. In the Catholic schools of Ohio and Marshall counties, we believe faith, knowledge, discipline, and morals are more than just words. They are something unique that we practice in our classrooms every day. We challenge our students, not only academically, but in a way that enables them to grow into productive, faith-filled adults, an experience you can only find in a Catholic school. To find out more, call a Catholic school near you. Good morning, I'm Rebecca Little with your 7 News headlines for this Wednesday, February 21st. A deputy was injured and two cruisers were damaged in Marshall County Tuesday night. Sheriff Bill Helms says it happened around 10 p.m. 
Helms reported that they were responding to a call about a stolen SUV that was pinged by GPS at Kansas Ridge Lane in Moundsville. Although the vehicle wasn't found at the reported location, it was spotted heading toward nearby Roberts Ridge Road. When the driver saw the police, he sped off, sideswiping one cruiser and ramming another head-on during the chase. Deputies say the driver, 23-year-old Colton Caruso, then tried to escape after leaving the car and was caught by a deputy. He is currently being held in the Northern Regional Jail and being charged with two counts of malicious assault, possession of methamphetamines, and various traffic offenses. Meanwhile, the old Hemfield Railroad Tunnel in East Wheeling, now called Tunnel Green on the Heritage, has been closed all winter because bricks have been falling inside this 220-year-old structure. It's a popular spot with nearly 100,000 visitors in the last decade, but fixing it up is estimated to cost more than $500,000. The good news is that the Wheeling City Council is planning to put $84,000 toward its rehabilitation. They're working with an organization from Johnstown, PA, and the goal is to get it ready for pedestrians again. The plan is for the contractor to fix the parts of the tunnel that are run down to allow it to open back up. Then, over the next several years, council will budget funds to provide deferred maintenance to Tunnel Green to keep it open for another 200 years. 7 News is your local election headquarters. Ohio's primary elections are just around the corner on March 19th. Early voting is now underway across the state, and if you're thinking about an absentee ballot, you can request one until March 12th. Stay with 7 News and WTRF.com for complete election coverage. That was a look at your 7 News headlines. I'm Rebecca Little. Have a wonderful Wednesday, Ohio Valley. Conversations you care about with people you know. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on WKKX and WVLY. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Wouldn't it be nice if we were older Then we wouldn't have to wait so long And wouldn't it be nice to live together In the kind of world where we belong No one's gonna make it that much better When we can say goodnight and stay Thirty-eight, twenty-two, two of the hour. We are the Watchdog Morning Show. Bob Slider, Howard Monroe, or I like to call him this morning Lucky. <laughs> Lucky, or the genie. He's the genie. I don't want to rub him. If I could just rub him one more time, see if I can get that third. Might help, up. Howard. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm sorry. No, no wish is worth rubbing you. I mean, for what? me. What? Powerball night, Howard. For me. I mean, I, you know, maybe, you know, other people. I don't know. 34 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 28 at the Highlands. 20 in Elm Grove. 33 degrees here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studios. Uh, clear this morning. I just, I do love coming in in, in the it's almost sunny now where the, the skies are, blue, are, are are clear and bright when I come in. It's a whole lot better coming in uh, that way than it is coming in in the dark. So uh, and we're heading you know closer and closer to the uh, end of winter and closer and closer to the daylight savings time and all that sort of stuff. So we'll talk to Adam about that and more coming up here in just a minute. Also, uh, next hour, stay, uh, U.S. Senator Joe Manchin is going to join us. Senator Manchin will be here right after the eight o'clock news break. We will talk about what's he going to do now. He's um, chosen not to run for re-election, so he's not going to be back in the Senate. He is he has now foreclosed the idea of running for president as a third-party candidate. Um, what are the options? I mean, there are things that I suppose are out there. We we kind of well, 
he doesn't want to run for president, would he take a vice presidency uh, on a no-labels ticket or on a Biden ticket? We can't see that. That doesn't seem to make sense. So I guess the simplest thing to find out what his plans are is to, well, you know, ask him. So he'll be with us here this morning. Sometimes that doesn't work with him, though, Howard. Yeah, that is, that, is, that, is, that is very true, Bob, very true. But we'll see what he has to say. Also, um, if he's not going to do anything else, if, if he's hanging it up, if his political career is coming to an end, what will he do in his last handful of months? It's not a handful, about what, eight months left? It's in, um, you know, he's, he's in office until the end of this year. What will he do? Will he, will he have a particular pet project he'll be working hard to try and get through? Or, I don't know. But anyway, Senator Manchin coming up after the 8 o'clock newscast. And also, Bob, you and I got to vent a little bit about how are we going to get around in Elm Grove. It's going to be tough. Because they're going to be closing the Stone Arch Bridge, the so-called Hump Bridge, in March. Right now, though, let's talk about the weather. Adam Fike is here from the Big 7, WTRF-TV. Good morning, Adam. Good morning. How are you? Good. Did you get enough sleep last night? I did. I got a full six hours of sleep, and I'm on my third cup of coffee, so I'm feeling great. <laughs> Not sarcasm. Actually, I'm actually feeling great this morning. That's good. That's good. And uh, did you go home and go to sleep after the show yesterday, or did you take my advice and go take a nap in the weather center? Um, unfortunately, no. I ended up doing exactly what I told you was probably going to happen. I would try and take a nap, but my body's like, ah, hey, now you got to go do something. Okay. So I did not take a nap yesterday, but I did crawl into bed at 6, so that's at least a win. There you go. Did you enjoy the nice weather during the afternoon yesterday? I wanted to get a walk in, but I was convinced I was going to take a nap. So I'm like, I'm going to have a lazy afternoon. Okay. So I didn't take a nap. I didn't take a walk. I ended up just sitting on my couch playing cards with myself for like three hours. It was a very bright, sunny afternoon. I mean, just a... Absolutely. Uh, just a gorgeous day. Temperatures were, I guess we get, got into the, got 50 or more, right? I don't know where the high was, but uh, we were, yep. it was close. We maxed out at 54, so everyone was, well, I'm sorry, 53. Somewhere in the low 50s yesterday. And we're going to be pretty much, I mean, today's pretty much a carbon copy, right? There's going to be some changes. So we're going to see a little extra cloud, so it's not going to be bright blue crystal clear skies like yesterday and Monday, but Good chance we could actually see a few spots try and hit 60 degrees. Wow, okay. So definitely warm. Um, and so it, mild it, and still that nice look for our day today. It will be sunny, just maybe partly sunny. We might see some clouds mixed in. Is that what you're telling me? More so sun than clouds. Okay, that's good. It's going to be those upper thin clouds. So the best way to describe it is you still see the sun shining, but it's going to be more of a whitish tint than actually blue. Okay. If that makes sense. I got I, it does make sense. Now the, the so another fairly nice day today and then the rain comes in for a couple of days after that, right? Yeah, unfortunately tomorrow I would say good chance tomorrow is gonna be a washout. We see showers arrive first thing in the morning before sunrise. It's gonna start out a little bit more steady, but between nine and I would say about three or four PM, good chance we'll see multiple rounds of moderate to heavy showers and that's got me a little bit excited, not other people, but maybe an isolated rumble of thunder. And that will be tomorrow or Friday? Tomorrow. Tomorrow, That's okay. It's going to be rain on and off all throughout the day. But late morning, early afternoon tomorrow, we could see a few heavy showers, maybe an isolated rumble of thunder. Okay. But I by Friday, though, rain wraps up before sunrise. <clears throat> oh, so okay. much of the day Friday itself is dry. Might see a stray pocket of sunshine. Okay. 
Um, the temperature is still staying in the 50s, I guess, or around 50, I guess. We're going to be still staying warm, although things will turn a little bit by uh, Saturday as far as the temperatures go, right? Yeah, cold front swings through early Friday morning, so much of Friday we're in the 40s. Saturday we're in the 30s. I can't roll out a stray snow shower in the morning, but that's just lake effect, so most of us actually won't see it. Most of us will see sunshine both Saturday and Sunday, but by Sunday we're back to the 50s. Okay. All right. Again, not a bad week. Uh, a couple of nice days, a couple of rainy days, or a little bit of rain, and then uh, the temperatures cool down a bit. But um, it seems to me like slowly but surely we're working our way, slowly but surely, working our way towards springtime, I think. Oh, absolutely. And I think the seven-day reflects that. You see more spring than winter, which I count at this point as a positive. <laughs> when does, uh, help me, uh, when, when does spring officially begin? That is a very excellent question. So we're about to learn that here together. Um, <laughs> March 19th. There on you Tuesday. go. So it's not that far away. No. Uh, no. I'm not, uh, a little, le- little less than a month. Okay. That's good. 30 days. Yeah. That's, that's good. Uh, and, we'll be, uh, and we'll be going to daylight savings time before too much longer either, too. I forget what day that is, too. I... <laughs> Can we learn that together as well? <laughs> Pull a rabbit out of your hat there, Adam. As I look it up. March 10th. There you go. Adam has all kind of information. <laughs> He's got it all right there. Ask and it shall be answered. All right, so all that sounds good. So we got daylight savings time coming in a couple of weeks. <clears throat> we've got the official start of spring coming, and we're in a couple of pretty nice days right now. All in all, it's not a bad forecast, sir. I appreciate it. Yeah, not too bad, so hopefully you can enjoy it. It's not cold like this morning, though. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. A, I should point that out to our listeners. It is a cold morning. Nice and clear outside. At least it was when I came in. Clear skies. But it's a cold morning. 34, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 28 at the Highlands. 20 in my backyard in Elm Grove. And 33 degrees here at the Watchdog Radio Network studios. Adam, I'm glad you got rest. I hope you continue to get rest today. And we will talk to you tomorrow. Talk to you tomorrow. Thank you. Adam Fike, the Big 7, here on the Watchdog Morning Show. All right, so March 10th is daylight savings time. First day of spring. And first day of spring is the 19th. So. We, we learn a couple things. Yeah, right? well, and they're good things to learn. I mean, we're that's, you know, we're only uh, we're only days away from the beginning of March. February wraps up this week. Well, it's going quick. Technically, I think it wraps up Monday because this is a leap year, so we have an extra day Monday. Well, we got next week because today is the uh, <clears throat> 21st, so next, oh, next Wednesday week will the, be the 28th. Yeah, but then 29th is the last day. But so. we will see March next week. Next, We'll see March next week. That sounds good. 13 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. We'll talk about the um, potential traffic troubles, although the good news is the Stone Arch Bridge is getting fixed in Elm Grove. That's coming up. Senator Manchin is coming up. And uh, Nikki Haley says she's not quitting. And I I think there's a very important point to be made there on the presidential front. We'll talk about that uh, coming up as well. Watchdog Morning Show underway at 747. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery-powered tools, from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Keep up with the ever-changing world of sports all night long. Sports Map Radio is on the Watchdog. FM 98.1, AM 1600.
Over the past five years, Matt Jones Pre-Owned Auto has helped over 1,500 hardworking Ohio Valley residents obtain financing on the vehicle of their dreams. We have experienced tremendous growth, which has allowed us more financing to further help our fellow residents. From second chance finance to very competitive rates and terms, Matt Jones Pre-Owned Auto has it all with inventory to fit everyone's needs. That's Matt Jones Pre-Owned Auto, your largest independent area used car depot in the Respects Plaza in Elm Grove. Like us on Facebook, check out our website, mattjonespreowned.com, or give us a call, 304-905-8302. On FM, on AM, online, on demand, and on video, we are where you are. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe is here now. It was an early morning yesterday I was up before the dawn And I really have enjoyed my stay But I must be moving on 10 to the hour here, Watchdog Morning Show. It is our uh, Wednesday morning edition. We're here till 9. The legislative watchdogs are in at 9. There's a lot going on down in Charleston. Um, I'm not going to get to most of it today. I'm sure the watchdogs will deal with a, quite a good bit of it. I have some things tomorrow that I want to get into. Uh, the library bill. Um, there's a couple of other things that are pending. Do you think mugshot should be allowed to be printed, Bob? If you go, if you're arrested and, and your mugshot is taken, should they be public knowledge? They are right now. You see them on the newspaper or TV. If a, you know, a guy's arrested for um, armed robbery or vandalism or, or anything, they're available. Do you think they should be? Because they're talking about that down in Charleston. I think they should be. Yes, uh, you've been arrested. Yes, I, I agree with you. Um, the legislature are trying to keep it secret now. They don't want you to be your mugshots to be put out there. We'll talk about that uh, later on as well. But again, the watchdogs do all of the legislative coverage coming up this morning at uh, at nine o'clock. Right now, we will do some sports coverage, and for that, we turn to Slider on sports. You heard it right here on the Watchdog Radio Network, the home of the West Virginia Mountaineers. WVU snaps their four-game losing streak by defeating the University of Central Florida 77-67 at the Coliseum. Raycon Battle led WVU with 24 points. Jesse Edwards had 15 points and 10 rebounds. The Mountaineers never trailed in the game. They are now 9-17 overall, 4-9 in Big 12 play. WVU returns to the court on Saturday when they travel to take on number 6-ranked Iowa State. We will have it all right here. The Pittsburgh Penguins were dealt a serious blow to their playoff chances on Tuesday night when they lost at home to the New York Islanders in overtime 5-4. The Pens did tie the game in the third period after being down two goals and sending the game into overtime. The trade deadline is just a little over two weeks away, and it appears the Penguins will be sellers. That would be the first time, Howard, since Sidney Crosby's rookie season. Tuesday was a great opportunity for Pittsburgh, but now find themselves four points behind the Islanders. Yarmer Yager still in Pittsburgh. He was at the game and received another standing ovation. Next up for the Penguins, they host the Montreal Canadiens tomorrow night, game time, 7.05. It was a Wheeling Central boys basketball night on the Watchdog Radio Network. The Maroon Knights traveled to New Martinsville. It was Wheeling Central, 84, Magnolia, 46. Eli Dean led Central with 18 points. Max Uliash and Quentin Berlinski each had 15 Slider on sport man, we're way early, Howard. Yes. Slider on sports time, seven fifty-two. It is a nine before the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Well, it might give us a minute or two to talk about um, 
what's going to be happening out in Elm Grove in uh, just a couple of weeks. The date is not firm, but it's going to be in March. Uh, we've talked about it for actually several years now, the, the so-called Hump Bridge, the Stone Arch Bridge, oldest bridge active in West Virginia, um, is in need of disrepair, and we certainly would agree with that. Um, and they're now going to start work on that bridge, again, according to Charlie William, uh, Reynolds from the Department of Highways, sometime in March, in just a couple of weeks, uh, a firm date not yet sent. And when they close that stone bridge, it's going to create traffic havoc in Elm Grove like nobody's business. And a couple pointers here. It, and I never do this, Howard. I, I think it's a little bit more dangerous on the ride home. So I avoid taking that second Elm Grove exit because then you have to merv, merge with traffic coming off the hill there on 470. So I try to avoid that. But you can't do that anymore because at least that way you'll be on the other side of Big Wheeling Creek and you won't get into that mess. It's going to affect folks, again, that live on Overbrook Avenue and uh, Lumber Avenue, the folks leaving Gumby's. Think about what a nightmare that is, Howard. Oh, I'm going to pick up a couple things to take home. We're going to drive through Gumby's. Now what do you do? Because there's going to be a parade of traffic are they going to let you out? It's going to be a real mess. It is a major um, traffic jam. Eh, not enough to complain about, but it's a major traffic jam. I'm complaining. Jam. Well, no, every, I mean, every every afternoon right now uh, on National Road with the bridge open, I know it because it's the time we pick up Teddy, bring him back from school, and it's it's well, there's always a long line of traffic there. It is now going to be diverted in several different ways. Now, as you point out, the department, and by the way, for those who are not totally sure what we're talking about, this is the bridge that crosses from Elm Grove towards Monument Place or towards McDonald's in the Grove. That big, it's called the it's hump, got a hump on it. The Hump Bridge. That's why they call it, cleverly enough, the Hump Bridge. Um, the official detour is Interstate 70. So you should get on 70 and bypass the bridge and get off at the, you know, depending which way you're going, you know, get off at one of the exits there. Uh, and that certainly is an option. But um, I'm like you. I think that, that in, I, I probably wouldn't. Well, maybe I will. I don't know. I don't know. And, and picture uh, Patsy's Pizza <laughs> on a busy, busy night. That, that to, I, I expect jam, and I mean log jam, from that extension on. Because, because a lot of people, you can't go over the Hump Bridge. You don't have a, another. The, 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 um, the, what I think will be the actually used detour, the official detour, I-70. I think the used detour will be Lumber Avenue. Yes, and that is going to create a problem for not only residents, like I said, but businesses. Think about the f folks trying to leave Gumby's drive through or trying to get in or out of Patsy's Pizza. It is going to be a mess, and I could deal with a mess. What really has me down, Howard, according to Charlie Reynolds, we're, we're looking at going into next year with this. This will start sometime in March again, not a firm date, but in a couple of weeks. I mean, we're not talking about down the road, we're talking about in a couple of weeks this work will start, and then it will apparently continue all the way to the end of the year. It's just going to be, um, I guess it's like anything else, the first thing to do is figure out how are you going to get around, and if you're in Elm Grove, going through Elm Grove, you're going to have to give yourself some extra time. Um, if you're in a position to use the interstate detour, you know, go further out, go, go, go past the Hump Bridge and get off at the what you call the second exit, for example, if you're going... Uh, eastbound um, or if you're going westbound you got to go all the way out to Washington Avenue and get off and then circle back around but um, if I think people if you're using that it'll be not not terrible 
But it, for those of us who actually are in Elm Grove and then therefore have to navigate through Elm Grove, Lumber Avenue is going to be the main, the main option. And the other thing that scares me, and I mean literally scares me, now more and more folks will be going up Junior Avenue and trying to get out at that miserable four-way intersection. Worst intersection in the county. Coming down from Route 88, uh, Bridge Street, coming off of East Cove Avenue, coming off of Junior Avenue. Uh, it, is, it is as dangerous as all get out to begin with. Uh, it'll be 10 times worse because 10 times more people will be trying to use it. Yeah, and, and that's what I see with the merge. <clears throat> Other people are going to say, ah, I'm not going to take that first Elm Grove exit when they're heading east on Interstate 70. And again, it's a little bit more complicated because now you have cars coming down off the hill from Bethlehem on 470. It's going to be a real inconvenience, Howard, but it's going to be another situation in Wheeling where businesses are going to suffer because of this. You know, some of the ones will suffer more. There is uh, Chayo's, the new uh, the Mexican place on National Road in Elm Grove. How the hell are you going to get that or to him? You can't. Yeah, I mean, it is. Uh, uh, they do good business, and I'm, we, I we order from there quite a good bit. Jason goes down there a good bit. It's a nice little small, uh, more of a takeout place, but yeah, it's it's good food. It's picking up business. But first, there you begin with the parking problem even today. Now, Not easy. How right? are you going to get there? You, I suppose. What do you? You have to come. You have to go, come out, come from the Parkview area. You can't come. You can go down Lumber. Well, you can go down there, but then you'd have to make a U-turn either in West Banco parking That's lot or thinking. Glowtone parking That's what lot. I'm think you, about Tim Cooper right there at the barbershop, right by the bridge. You'll have to. How go, are you going to get in there to see him? You'll have to go across the line of traffic to get to. You won't be over the Hump Bridge, so you have to go across the lanes of traffic to the Glowtone or into the the West Banco lot. Which I think is already going to be backed up. Yeah. It's going to be a mess. Yeah. I, I, in the, when this was first talked about many years ago, they were talking about building some sort of an alternate road. I'm not, I can't remember now how it was. I remember seeing the diagrams for it. They were going to build an alternate road so you wouldn't just have to use Lumber Avenue, Junior Avenue, or the interstate. But I never heard any more about it from the very first, when that was first proposed. So anyway, according to the... Um, Department of Highways, that project will get underway in Elm Grove in just a week or so, sometime in March. Um, and I think it's early March, so, and will be that way through the end of the year. It's going to impact an awful lot of, uh, of people. Again, if you're just, if you're a, a visitor, if you're trying to get to McDonald's, for example, um, or Pizza Hut or something, I mean, using the interstate as a way around, that, that'll be okay and that'll work. But for those of us who have to traverse Elm Grove one way or another, have to be in the Grove, it's going to be a problem. It is. I got to tell myself to maybe go up and come down Peter's Run either, Howard. And it's going to add minutes, but that's better than sitting there screaming at somebody. I think in the morning, you and I won't have too many problems, but I think coming home, we will. Uh, come, we will, coming, no doubt. Coming home is where the problem occurs. Senator Manchin's going to join us. That's coming up after the 8 o'clock news break. And that is coming up next here on the Watchdog Morning Show. It is a clear and cold morning this morning. Temperatures 34 at the airport. We're looking at 28 at the Highlands, 20 in Elm Grove, and 33 here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studios. Going to be uh, a nice day today, high up to around 50 with sunny skies. ABC covers the world now. (laughs) 